Hello and welcome to another episode of On Track with Lani Fogelberg, the podcast designed to get your life on track, your mind, your headspace, your career, your business, whatever it is that you want to get some better direction on. I am, of course, your host, Lani Fogelberg. And before we get straight into today's episode, I just want to say a quick shout out to Guy from Campfire Studios who came here yesterday to get us all properly set up with super, super slick professional gear. It's not here yet, but it will be in a couple of weeks time. So I want to thank all of you listeners and watchers on YouTube for persevering with the sound quality over the last few episodes. So what are we talking about today? Being externally blessed, but still miserable. A lot of people, as they get older or achieve more, they seem like they're externally blessed but they are miserable. And then on the flip side, you've got people who aren't externally blessed, or at least they don't feel externally blessed or seem externally blessed, but they want to be, and they're miserable because they're not. Now bear with me, this episode is inspired by a video that I posted on TikTok last week. It didn't go viral viral, but it's had about 20,000 views, I think. And in that video, I was explaining the way that humans are motivated by the feelings that they think the things they want are going to give them as opposed to the things themselves. And that's why I recorded it. People are often stuck in this way of thinking that certain things are going to make them happy, that certain goals or obtaining or attaining certain things are going to make us happy. So what if you get there and they don't? So in this episode today, we're going to unpack this a little bit and talk about the way that we're often conditioned or influenced to live our lives in a certain way and talk about some of the people who are breaking the mold on this stuff as well. Now, of course, we're also going to cover off a few things that you can do or consider to make you feel better about your situation, regardless of whether you are one of the ones who's externally blessed but miserable or you want to be externally blessed and are miserable because you're not. Let's talk about what we're often conditioned, right? Now, I'm obviously from New Zealand, but the American dream is, I think, something that we've all heard about, right? And it's a very capitalist thing. It's the American dream. You get educated. You go to, you go to college. You, you have your college sweetheart. You know, you get married. You have children. You've got the corporate jobs. You've got the house. You know, you might be double income, you might stay home from work as a mother, but then you have more children, you get the bigger house, and then you have a bigger car, and then you might have a flasher car as you climb the corporate ladder, you kick some goals, you become a vice president of a certain division, or you become a, a senior manager or, you know, middle management, you climb up through the ranks in your job, wherever you are in the world. And then your cars are out on the driveway because you've got so much stuff in the garage <laughs> that you don't need or use or even know you have. And you're unhappy. Does that ring a bell for any listeners or watchers? I mean, you know, let me know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or on the post that you see on the uh, Instagram or Facebook page. Um, it's a really common thing. And I, I'm pretty sure they even make TV shows about it, right? Where you've got this almost hoarder-like mentality of everything from cars to pinball machines <laughs> to... You know, sporting equipment that's been used once, all of these things that we think we've actually wanted. So in a way, this way of living is how we've kind of been 
conditioned, right? Even in our education system, it's like you go to university, you, you get a job and you climb this corporate ladder and you accumulate things as you go and you get to a point where you're externally blessed but bloody miserable. And there are a couple of people who I think are curbing that trend, have curbed that trend really, really well. One is a couple of guys called The Minimalists who I discovered I think around about six or seven years ago. Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. They climbed that corporate ladder themselves and found that they were really unhappy because they were spending money on junk that they thought would make them happy or that they thought they should have because of the way that we've been conditioned. And then they realized, oh, we're not happy. So now they live much more low-key, less frivolous lives and they, you know, with the money they do have, they spend it on things that are going to be genuinely meaningful for them and that they are going to gain sustained happiness and contentment from rather than just filling their lives up with junk as we've kind of been taught. The other people who I think are doing this really well is Gen Z. <laughs> you guys know I talk about Gen Z a lot. Uh, not to use the label, but just it's a very quick, easy way of classifying a young people of today, um, born from 1997 onwards. <laughs> I don't know if Steph is going to leave some of these sounds in the video um, or the audio podcast version, but of course, if you know me and you follow me, you know that we film this in my company's apartment at the Hampton Downs International Motors Motorsport Park today. And today there is an Audi R8 race car hooning around the track. <laughs> and uh, we started filming when they were on a break, but um, we, might, we might be doing this episode in fits and spurts that then get beautifully edited by the superstar that is Steph to avoid the car sounds. But anyway, let's get back to that. So Gen Z, they have kind of rebelled against this traditional you know, lifestyle or life that we've been conditioned to build for ourselves. They're traveling instead of buying houses. Yep, you can argue part of that's to do with the fact that houses are not so affordable, but they're definitely the first generation, and I think everyone will agree with this, to realize that actually stuff's not everything. Like we want to experience our life. We don't want to work to buy shit that we don't need and is not actually going to make us happy. We want to go, go out there and do it. A lot of wisdom in those Gen Zs. So this is where we're going to get into a little bit of how you can feel about your own situation now that we've kind of spoken about what we've been conditioned to live our lives like and some of the people that are, are doing it really well. And I mentioned earlier in the episode that I first found the minimalists myself around six or seven years ago. and. I, in fact, did a big downsize of my life. I had a relatively large home back in 2017 and I woke up one day and wondered what I was doing. And I wish I took more photos at the time. You know, I mean, we had smartphones, but they weren't that great. And I think I've only got one photo of a very small portion of the crap that I actually got rid of that day. Like I'm someone who has, you know, kind of climbed that ladder in a way and I had you know, property, cars, and in a particularly large property, you know, you kind of end up inadvertently filling it. And I cannot think what my life would be like today if I didn't make the decision to sell that property and get rid of the stuff that was in it. I think there was like 10 couches and chairs in the house at one point or 11 couches, something like that. It was obscene. It was great. Lots of places for people to sleep when I had parties. <laughs> 
because this is when I was like 27 kind of thing. But it's, you know, it's something that I've been through myself. And ever since then, like, it, you know, I'm not like a philosopher here trying to trying to preach because I've been there. I've been in that place where it's like, okay, you get the bigger houses, you climb the career ladder. You know, I had a Ferrari, like you get the Ferrari or the, you know, it doesn't have to be that kind of car, but you get a more expensive car. And I moved from that house, which was 370 square meters into a 55 square meter apartment. So I moved into a place which was, you could fit seven of in the house that I'd lived in before. And the rationale behind that decision was that I wanted more time. Well, this is a bit sad. I wanted more time to work, <laughs> but I mean, we can talk about that another time. You guys know that I used to work like stupid, stupid hours, even more than I do now. Um, I wanted to spend more time with my family and be closer to my family. And now another sort of five, six years later, I can identify what my rationale was behind that decision. And it was about spending time on more time and energy on the things that fulfilled me. So fulfillment is a very key word here. And it's a word that if you already follow me online, you will know I use a lot and refer to a lot. So being able to unpack my own rationale behind this is, I suppose, what's really driven me to take the angle that I do with a lot of the things that I talk about and break a lot of these myths around achievement and success and accomplishment and what it actually means and why it makes us feel good compared to the way that we've been conditioned to think it makes us feel, if that makes sense. So over the years, I've been able to unpack that own, my own rationale that you know, made me make those decisions. And I now realize with hindsight that it was wanting to spend more time and more energy on the things that fulfilled me. So let's take that a step further now and unpack some of the rationale that just generally goes on inside the human brain and give you some of those techniques to help you hack your own feelings of fulfillment, regardless of what side of the coin you're sitting on here. Regardless of whether we've been told that we need to follow a certain way of living, regardless of which way you skin it, we are often motivated to do certain things, not because of the thing, so it's not attaining the thing, it's because of the way it makes us feel or the way that we think it's going to make us feel. Humans are motivated by feelings. We have this tendency to think that by obtaining certain things or hitting certain milestones is going to make us feel happy, happier, content, fulfilled, accomplished, all of those things. But then as we achieve those things or we hit those things, we have this realization that most of those feelings, when they're derived from material things or sort of material goals, they're very fleeting. They're like little dopamine hits. They're like little waves of excitement, but they don't actually last and they're not sustainable. So if you're someone who has, you know, achieved all of these things or obtained material physical possessions, consider asking yourself these questions. I'm just going to read them. I've got them in front of me here. And see what the answers are. Ask yourself, when has time gone quickly? When have I not worried about looking at my phone or checking emails for a long period of time? And some of the answers to that question can be quite fascinating. You can be, you can be working, 
You can be doing your job that you're paid to do, but still be in that state of flow where you're so engaged because you're very fulfilled and interested and satisfied by the work that you're doing. And you just end up not looking at notifications. Really interesting question, that one. After what days have I gone to bed happy? What was I doing on those days when I went to bed just... fell asleep right away because I was so content or so exhausted but full, like my cup was full. I was exhausted, but my cup was full and I felt good. When I posted that TikTok video, the topic of financial security came up. And I think this is a really important point to touch on given, given the state of the world at the moment. And people saying, I don't want material things. I just want you know, I just want my own house because I'm sick of renting, or I just want to be able to pay my bills and do activities with my kids. And I absolutely do not disregard the desire for something like financial security, but I am just going to use it as an example right now to highlight that also is motivated by feelings because instead of feeling insecure or unsettled or feeling uncertain or or just worried and stressed, of course, we, we want to eliminate some of those feelings, right? We want to eliminate worry. We want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. And we certainly don't want to feel stressed. <laughs> we certainly don't want to feel worried. And this is where I think it's so important to speak up and actually share this message from a place of, uh, in my case, abundance and and some accomplishment and certainly financial security because for those people, they might not be thinking about some of the material things or other aspirational goals that they have at some point in the future because they are just so worried about the day-to-day. But there are some who are in that position who feel so bad about it because of the comparisons that they make to people who are living in a place of financial security based on the perception of them being externally blessed with all of the material shit. And I think it's so important to speak up and talk about this because people in my position should be saying that this is not the stuff that makes you happy. And whilst I think a lot of people know that, there are certainly a lot of people who don't. (laughs) Because there are a lot of people out there who get very, very angry about others who have material possessions. And they get jealous or, you know, all of these things. And it's, it's really just so unnecessary because really a lot of the people who have these things, they know what true happiness is and it might be the memories that some of those material possessions have the ability to create and this is again something I said in that video right driving my cars makes me know or sorry having supercars makes me know happier than playing a silly little game with my nephew but yeah absolutely driving those cars does create memories and those memories bring me joy and those moments bring me happiness and fulfillment when I'm spending it with people I care about like my friends and family So comparing yourself to others who are externally blessed is pointless because it's going to make you feel crap. And this is, again, regardless of whether you have that basic financial security or or not, like say that you're good from that respect, right? That you feel shit because you're not as externally blessed as what you want to be. There's no point comparing yourself to others when those others like myself are saying, well, this stuff doesn't actually make you happy. It's the contentment the sustained fulfillment and happiness, which does, right? So we're going to get to that next. Whatever it is that makes you feel content or fulfilled is valid. No matter what anyone else says or what society 
is pushing at you, right? Or what social media is pushing at you. I highlighted some questions earlier in the episode, like, you know, when have you gone to bed feeling extremely happy? When have you not looked at your phone for ages? And if you're in that point where you're miserable because you're not as externally or materially blessed as you want to be, those same questions can help you understand what can potentially take the place of some of those things. You might still want to chase after them, but there's no point being miserable in the meantime while you're doing it, right? So what can you ask yourself and work out so that you can bring some of those sustained feelings of happiness and contentment into your life sooner? Like, I think everyone should be striving for that. The last point that I want to touch on is finding your passion, right? This is a phrase I think we hear so frequently. I'll just find your passion and you'll be happy. And like, is that really practical? Because <laughs> firstly, you know, on the topic of financial security, most people need to have some kind of income coming in. And the reality is we can't just always have a job that we're passionate about. Like that's, that's ideal, very idealistic. But there's also another way of reframing that, and that's using the word fulfillment. Like what we're passionate about when we're seeking to do something that we're passionate about consistently, it's normally the fulfillment that we're getting from doing something we're passionate about. So the question I always like to ask is what else can you be doing that's going to be fulfilling? Is it, does it mean that you spend your spare time baking um, or you throw dinner parties for your friends, you know, once every couple of weeks? because you know you don't feel so fulfilled in your job like what else is it and not the stuff that society says fulfills you what else is it that can bring those more consistent sustained feelings of happiness and contentment they don't have to be big things they can be little if either of these situations are situations that you found yourself in either very externally blessed but just bloody miserable or miserable because you're not externally blessed i hope you found these tips today to be quite helpful and practical so that you can get on the path to feeling more fulfilled on any day of the week, not just looking forward to the weekends and you can feel fulfilled because you, you know, watch Netflix all day or something like that, but bring this genuine joy and happiness into your life more frequently and on a daily basis. It's the first time we've recorded in a while, so it's taken me a little while to get my groove back, but I'm pretty sure Steph will work her magic with that editing and turn it into a great episode for you guys. So I hope that you've enjoyed listening to it, and I certainly hope you have enjoyed watching it. We've only got a couple of episodes to go before we have the new studio equipment. And so I really just want to thank everyone again for listening and watching to this. And please share this podcast on your Instagram story and tag me at Lani Fogelberg if you have enjoyed it, because I'd love to get it into the eyes and ears of other people who could perhaps benefit from these conversations as well. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing day.